Hello everyone, welcome to Creating Grant, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition real play podcast set in the homebrew fantasy world of Solaris on the continent of Alteratus. At the table, we have the three players that will bring to life our adventurers. And to my left, we have... Well, I, I threw a curveball. Hey. Pay attention. I'm uh, Jason playing Gora Thunderfist, Goliath Fighter. Uh, ready to get across this river at this point. Get back to the demon spines. All right. And uh, I'm Brian. I play Kelbrick's Goldfound, a human grave cleric. And um, he's kind of confused about what's going on with the gods right now. <laughs> and I'm Katie playing Ariarcalus, a tiefling rogue excited to loot this village. <laughs> My name is Eric. I will be your dungeon master for this chapter of our tale. So, last we left off, you guys had just arrived at River Rhine, or were just outside of River Rhine, which will be located right about here on our map. For those of you following us on YouTube, thank you very much. Uh, for those of you listening, continue to listen and support, and check us out on YouTube as well, and vice versa. For those of you watching, listen to us as well. Um, you encountered someone you haven't seen in quite some time. A person in which Gorath had, uh, left a head on a pike for, I would assume. It was a lady or a young lady about the age of 18 named Jaella Craftsfellow. She was part of your Session Zero one-shot. Uh, she was traveling to the... Soul Shepherd village or city of Dusk Hollow to enter the training of the Soul Shepherd. And she has made a miraculous or crazy return, however you want to look at it. Just about five to six weeks after going to the school. I believe that's where we will start and pick everything up. I will make our map change. <laughs> so outside the city of River Rhine. You guys have encountered Jayella. What would you guys like to do? Why have you been searching for us? Because the visions had told me to do so. That's what she says. Visions? Correct. From Morgana. Okay. She has behooved me to seek you out, is what she'll say. She said that there was a state of confusion which you were under is what she says and that you needed this as she points towards the newly acquired holy symbol of Morgana. As a matter of fact, now that you have it in possession and we are here, I'd like for you to give me a investigation on said holy symbol. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, 16 plus 0 for 16. Okay, so the holy symbol is made of a real or is real bronze. Uh, diamonds and rubies. I think I stated this in the podcast before, but we'll just go and roll with it and refresh everybody's brain. Um, you see that there are two diamonds inside the eyes of the smaller skull on top of the larger skull. There was a third, but the third is missing. I would like for you now to do a insight check. Okay. Ari, what did you do with the diamond? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I've never seen that before. 
right, so that's uh, 18 plus 6 for a total of 24. Excellent. Here's what you're able to discover. Mix with your investigation. The value of the diamonds are 500 gold pieces per diamond. The clarity cut gives them extreme value and exquisiteness. We didn't miss a sleight of hand roll by Ari behind our backs. No, or anything. no, okay. no, no. <laughs> You also, after, <laughs> after thoroughly examining, you also discover that there is something strange carved in the bottom of the symbol, or the yeah, the holy symbol. There are three symbols. With your insight, these three symbols are very similar, if not exact, symbols that were on the map and which you guys lost. That's handy. <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. This particular symbol, holy symbol that is, it looks worn, it doesn't look brand new, and it looks like it's been used. That's what your insight investigation have revealed to you up to this point. And um where did you get this holy symbol from? I was led by Morgana, is what she says, so she's going to dismount off of her horse. Unless you guys are still mounted, I wasn't sure. Uh, I think we're still mounted. Okay, yeah, then, still mounted. then scratch that, she'll stay on top of her horse. I wasn't sure if you guys got there dismounted. Okay, scratch that. I was led, by vision through Morgana, to a specific location under a small tree. I was told that this symbol was once used during the surge by one of her fellow or former champions. That's what she says. That's all I know about it. I was told to protect it with my life and to make sure that you got it. Okay. Um, well, this is interesting. Um, I'm very new to this, is what she says. I didn't ask any questions. I just followed what the goddess wanted me to do. Been there. Done that. So I don't have too many other answers, is what she says. Have you had any other visions? No. Why do you ask? Is what she says looking at you. Well, some people have been hallucinating, so... I have not been hallucinating. Alright. Are you sure? I'm... Pretty sure. Pretty sure? <laughs> uh, I, I would... I would, I would say I'm like 80... 85% sure okay. that it wasn't a hallucination. Okay. Uh, it's because I saw the god of war come and talk to me, mention that there's a god looking after you. Yes, Trayla looks extremely confused at this conversation. And looking, well, and, you know, wanting to also recruit you does not mean I have been hallucinating. Hallucinations. So, well, yes, go ahead. <laughs> you say. Um, what? What? Are the other soul shepherds aware that you have left for this purpose? Insight check. Uh, eight plus six for fourteen. Yes, they're aware that I'm on this quest, is what she says. And I believe her. You totally believe her. Okay. Well, that's good. 
Um, I was sent here to work with you, Rue Morgana, is what you're saying. As a bit of a ward or a bit of a assistant or helper, is what she says. Oh boy. Just what we need. Yes. What um, does that mean? She looks to you. I'm not a tag along. <laughs> That's what she'll say. Do you know how to fight? Do you want to see? That's what she says. Sure. Roll initiative. She'll get <laughs> off the horse. <laughs> 20. You are first. <laughs> so you'll dismount. She dismounts. The two of you will square off. I will pull my daggers. She will draw her shield and her mace. And I'm going to hold my action until she attacks me because I want to see what she does. Okay. She is going to cast Sacred Flame. So you will need to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> oh, boy. 17. You will avoid it, and it will, like, you will hop off to the left, and your previous spot you were standing, the flame will rise. And then she will kind of put herself back up, and she will begin to start rotating clockwise and keeping her eyes focused on you. Gorath, can you make an insight check? Seventeen, sixteen, and one. It seems as if she has a little ability to fight. Ah, I'm just gonna pull out my water skin and just drink. Okay, <laughs> just sit back and watch. All right. That's fair enough. Your move is what she'll say. <laughs> All right. she had a near-death experience. I don't know if you want to deal with this. <laughs> Fucking died. <laughs> Within, like, within. I would say it's like an engagement, yeah. Easy. Okay. Well, then I guess I'll just try and stab her with a dagger. Okay. Uh, 18 and 6 for 24. Yeah, she only has a not enough to deflect that. She attempts to do it with her shield, and you will slip past that defense. I'm assuming it's, is it, is it like intent to kill or are you kind of, no. okay, okay. Looks like yeah, she looks a little rough. Yeah. Yep. There's no blood drawn, but she looks a little rough. You want to keep going? She will look at you and smile and she will attempt to keep going. She'll move forward as she thrusts with her mace. That is only a 14. Uh, that means it. Okay. She will deal six points of damage with the mace. And... Or is that... No, no, you held it last time. So okay. it, when you took a turn, it was... Okay. Burnt. I just... Wasn't sure. Yep. You said six points, right? It was six points okay. of damage. Non-lethal. Playful fighting damage. <laughs> Oh, you guys didn't want to bet on me? I <laughs> was literally thinking that. <laughs> like no coin, exactly. <laughs> that is, I'm at 20, 14, and 16. 
six. Definitely hit as she tries to use the shield once again. You're noticing the shield is a little too heavy for her. She hasn't got <laughs> quick enough on the draw to deflect. Seems to be a little slow on the trigger. That's seven points. Oh, that puts her down to a knee. I right, yield is what she'll say. I yield. She put her shields up to, to hold it. Definitely need more training. But I'll admit you can fight. Well, I mean, your approval is what she says sarcastically, and she'll stand up, kind of shouldering the shield and mace. You don't have my approval. I don't necessarily need it, is what she says, <laughs> looking towards Kelbricks. I'm aware. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> hmm. This is going to get very complicated very quickly. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Alright. Uh, well, do you guys think we should bring Jayala up to speed on what's been going on? I suppose. Bring her up to speed. So we'll kind of inform her of the <clears throat> call of the Raven, what they're doing. I uh, suspect they're the ones that destroyed this town, and they're heading into the Demon Spine Mountains to find something. We don't know entirely what it is. Uh, we believe that they're working on uh, completing a ritual to become immortal. Is a huge issue. Doesn't set well with our goddess, is what she'll say to you. No, it does not. Alright. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and cast cure wounds on her. Okay. She's not gonna die. <laughs> she literally has three left. Huh? She literally has three left. Yeah, really <laughs> How does, the, how does the dice stand like that? That's beautiful. Only we can see it on camera. Take, it is. Take, take it a is. photo. Take a photo, Brian. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Katie, take a photo. It's it like is. this. Yeah. <laughs> the side. There you go. <laughs> Do you want me to take that? Uh, you put it on Instagram for those of us who follow us on Instagram. All right. Uh, that'll be five points back. Back. That's your guess. Um. One other thing I am going to do yep. is uh, now that I have a holy symbol, <laughs> he do. I'm going to cast Sending. Oh. So I can speak a short message of 25 words or less to Correct. an individual, and I am going to send a message to Sendra. Okay. What is said message? Said message is, uh, it's Kelbricks. We're at River Rhine. Things got complicated. Okay. Hopefully, we don't cause or you any trouble. Get close. Yeah. You can reply. <laughs> okay. No reply. 
King Sindra's mad at us. I was tempted to roll Evans or Oz. He's going to jump in on the conversation. Strover, <laughs> 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 start talking. Uh, uh, she's still part of the team. She's still part of the team. We get over here now. <laughs> okay, well. So we're going to sit outside this village that needs our attention? That's what Jayla will say to you, Calbrex. Are we going to enter into this village? What's the plan? Well, <clears throat> Yeah, let's head in. Let's see what's happened. If there's anyone we can help. And go from there. Okay. So you find yourselves outside the village. And it is... There's five or six of these buildings that are in complete wreckage that are still smoldering and smoking from fires. Maybe intentionally set, maybe not, maybe just to kind of cause an effect from the, you know, buildings being attacked or damaged. There are three buildings still intact that are on the main street. You can look further north to see there is um, a building off to the northwest, and in the extreme north, there is another building across the smaller portion of the river. Now how the river is designed on the map before, I don't know if you guys remember, the main river kind of continues to flow and then right here at River Rhine, there is like a little bit of deviation that brings it closer to the uh, hamlet of River Rhine. So this portion is not as large or wide or deep as the main river, but this is kind of where you can catch your boats or your ferries. Um, and the larger, like larger boats and things like that are on the wider portion of the river on the other side of this like island, if you will. Okay. There are two long, about five, six, five, uh, five or six feet wooden bridges that lead across this uh, little portion or the Little Cillian River as it's been named. Uh, you can see off to the northeast that there is a tent village that has been set up and you can see that there are several people kind of moving around um, four of which you're extremely familiar with you encounter them uh, several days back at the lock and key Inn. you will be able to spot uh, Arden the bastion of Bashir the cleric which you had a brief encounter with as well as the three other card playing young cleric males okay there is a church or chapel right here that is to the uh, north east of your location just around the entrance of the village or before you get into the village that has been untouched seemingly it has been around a while you can tell by the age and date of the building it's and the building structures like i had stated before they are kind of cobbled together very Old West buildings, very plain. Some of them have some color to them. Mostly like wood planks put them together and certain things like that. So they're not extremely fancy or what you would see in a typical village that you've been in so far. This is just kind of like a little squat town that's kind of popped up on the river and is continuing or was continuing to try to grow. Gotcha. Uh, <clears throat> so let's head to the little tent area. Okay. All right. <laughs> Add up. Huh? Is it black and 
I, I don't. I don't have control. I know you. I got her. She's yep. up there. She'll follow, kind of behind. Not trying to crowd your chemistry or your bond. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right. Well, I'll hop off of Buttercup and say hi to Arden. Okay. As you have off Buttercup and the horses approach, Arden's attention will be drawn towards the noise of the horses approaching. He sees you, he will kind of approach and walk up to you to extend a hand and he'll say, oh, welcome, you decided to come up to River Rhine. We can always use the extra hand here. There are several villagers that need the aid, is what I'll say. Yeah. What brings you here? Business pleasure? I mean... Uh, business for sure. Who is she, is what he says as he looks towards Jayla, who is dismounting horse. <laughs> Uh, Why have you brought her? Well, this is Jayla. Uh, she found us on our way into the town. We had an encounter with her once before and uh, saved her from the individuals we believe is causing this or caused this issue here. And who do you think caused this issue here, Smith says? Uh, that would be the call of the raven. <laughs> you can't be serious. There's no such thing, that's what I'll say. It's just a story being told amongst youth. It's no story. Alright. I'll believe it when I see it, my friends. I friend. was literally murdered. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> well. But. I take back my words, is what you'll say. By the call of the raven, so do not tell us <laughs> that they are just a story. All right. This makes sense because a lot of these that have been survived have made mentions or references to people that look like ravens and a dwarf, a very angry dwarf, is what I'll say. Let's find that dwarf. We're going to find this dwarf and we're going to kill this dwarf. I mean, you're more than. Welcome to look around, is what will say. Most of the buildings have been damaged. We've went and combed through all the wreckage that we can and pulled any survivors. Those that have not survived are being prepared to be buried in the cemetery out back of the chapel or church, is what it says. There's no people dressed as ravens or dwarves that are very angry, is what it'll say. That's been found. We feel as if they came in, which they, according to the stories, they came in the middle of the night and began just attacking people and buildings but according to the acting sheriff which was deputy until of her immediate promotion um said that they seemed to be on a mission as if they were looking for something the dwarf was carrying something that he was studying that's all she knows jl is gonna move during this time kind of to your side there's a little tension between Arden and Jayella. Mm -hmm. It's not terrible tension, but there's a little uncomfortableness between the two. Yeah, they completely different beliefs, technically. Correct. So, yeah. Um, how Arden many days? What's that? Arden hasn't seen Arden before either. No, but he hasn't. He hasn't questioned anything okay. yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, how many days has it been since they were through here? Well, you talked to him back at the end. He was proceeding there. It's, It's been 
20 to 25 days or so maybe because i mean if you remember it took you yeah. guys near 18 de- days to get here you met him like a couple days before you sought out mm-hmm. one or two and he the rumors and everything were already he was being sent there so i would say anywhere between 20 25 days that that happened which would coincide i mean yeah i mean that, that's pretty close to when well how long i have to remember how long was it when you guys encountered dwarf it was several weeks right well, you guys had no. It's been for us. It's been about well, it was probably ten days. I think. Okay. Not it's even. However long. Let's let's retcon this because okay. Yeah. So it would essentially time wise worked out just so I keep everything straight. Probably around the time. Around the time he would have acquired the map within a day. Yeah. Um. So the timeline will work out just to make sure everybody, listeners, viewers are all clear and clean. You know, the timeline works out to where the dwarf would would have kind of went directly from where you were, up your encounter, yeah. up to here. Now he would have had to do it extremely fast, not by horseback, by other magical means possibly, mm-hmm. or some other way, but it'll all jive out. So when he starts giving you the dates and times, it'll line up so that we're all on the same page so like a day after he attacked us yes correct teleport you, you would assume yes somehow some way he was able to teleport or find a way to get up here relatively fast so the buildings like i said the smoke are very they're still smoldering maybe from like fires that were you know whatever they're destroyed they've been that way for a while they're trying to give refuge and, and stuff to these survivors well is there anything that we can do to help any of these individuals there's a few people in the tents that could use some comforting as far as healing goes if you want i was on my way to meet with the a- acting mayor um to discuss what the next steps would be to help them out you're more than welcome to accompany me if you'd like. Jayala will kind of like look to you and she kind of whispers at you and says, if it's okay with you, I'd like to go kind of help the wounded in, in the tents. Yes, I think that would be, that would be best. Okay, so she moves past kind of lightly grazing Arden as he looks a little insulted and says, hmm. excuse you, like that. And she just continues to walk on. She's going to go towards this tent up here where there is one of the other clerics that were playing cards the night that you guys encountered them. She will begin to doing that till you guys need her or something else comes up. Or we leave her now. <laughs> or, or you leave her, one of the two. Uh, she would have tied off her horse at this nearby tree, just so knows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'd say, yeah, let's go and meet with the acting mayor unless you guys have any thoughts or it's good enough for me that's fine so arden is going to lead you guys westward over to this building right here this still intact kind of purple roofed building if you will if you guys want to follow yep we can tie off our horses around the same tree tie off your horses arden will wait for you and then you guys will all walk over. You'll be introduced to the acting sheriff, former, sorry, 
acting mayor, former sheriff of the village. Um, so she got a promotion as well. So the deputy promoted to the sheriff, the sheriff stepped up to the acting mayor essentially. And you will see, she comes out, she's kind of a, a really tan, dark haired, kind of uh, almost black, but not quite like raven black. There's a bit of brown kind of mixed into it, probably about shoulder length, um, well built as far as like proportions. Um, she introduces herself as, well, hello, I'm Gail, Gail State Slatefall. I'm the mayor of here, River Ryan. Arden, you have fellow adventurers, helpers, something like that. Arden will look and he will say, yes, they uh, just rode into town. And he kind of motions his hand so that you guys can do introductions or not. It's, uh, I'm Kelbricks. Kelbricks, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hello, hello. That's what she says. <laughs> now wave. I'm Gorath. Hello, Gorath. You're from around here, aren't you? I think I've seen you travel through here a time or two. From across the river. You're in the mountains. One of those mountain folks. Yes. Oh. Yes. Nice to meet you, Gorath. <laughs> so, Arden will say, yes, we come to believe Due to the words of these advent the adventuring party here, Kelbricks, Goroth, and hello, hello. <laughs> it's what he says looking weird at you, but whatever. Um, that these delusions that we originally had thought, as he kind of humbles himself a little bit after he kind of said, they're just delusions and stories, mm -hmm. um, are in fact real. Well, like I told you, I know what I saw, and I saw Ravenfolk. I'm glad that the three of you are here to back me up on my stories, what you're saying. Yes. Um, with that being said, Arden, <clears throat> Arden said that uh, for some of the accounts, uh, there was a dwarven fellow and he seemed to be looking for things. He was on a tirade trying to look for things, but he was not alone. There was a really well-dressed raven figure with one wing protruding from her robe in the back. Interesting. That yes. uh, is an individual we have yet to encounter. The stature appeared to be female in form. I don't want to be judgy, but the, the build was that of a, of a, of a woman or a female, is what you'll say. I could not get a good look. The, the mask on the, on the face was very intimidating and exotic, is what she says. The dwarf seemed to be working with her specifically. There was another person with her as well, right next to her. I'm pretty sure it was one of your kind, is what she says looking directly at you, Ari. My kind? You know, with the horns and... and, and, and you have to forgive me, I've spent my life here. Tiefling? Okay, a tiefling, yes, if, if, if that's what race you are, is what she'll say. Yes. He was, uh... Very close to her, and, and, and his skin was fiery red, is what she'll say. I want to look directly at Gorath. Hmm. That's interesting. Is there something I should be made aware of? We may have seen him before. The t tiefling? Yes. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, if there's any questions, if you have any more questions, I, by all means, you can ask her. I've got some things to attend to to try to figure out what the next steps are. 
Lachard and says, well, that's what we're here to do, see what further we can do to help. Uh, she says, well, comforting and, and healing those is, is perfectly fine for now, but I still need to know what we can do next. Well, uh, that's kind of what we're here for, is to hunt after these individuals. Arden looks a little oh, taken back when he's like, oh, really? Like, and now he's listening to you. Hmm. With that being said, where was the last place or last house that they were in before they went and left here? They made their way toward they made their way towards the graveyard, right out back the church, is what you say. Dwarf, tiefling, and the, the one winged female, is what she says. To the graveyard itself or inside the church? No, to the graveyard specifically. Fuck. After that, I don't know what happened. I passed out from... She points towards one of the buildings. I'll say... This building right here. Because that was once kind of the jail or the... Where the sheriff would reside. Understood. Um, I think uh, we need to check out that graveyard. Yeah. I agree. If there's anything else that we can do, please let us know. I'll be sure to do so, and... I'll pass along word to Arden. If you guys are working with him or not, I don't know. We're, we're not working directly with one another, but we want what's best for you, is what I'll say. Yeah. We want to make sure that this village gets back on its feet. I'll go over and attend to the wounded and, and sick and injured, is what I'll say. We'll part his way, kind of nodding to each one of you, acknowledging you, and he goes over to where he was at his post. Now, if you excuse me, I have some things to to discuss with some of the surviving members here. Of course. She, she will also make her way probably not long after Arden, but she goes over in that direction. Leaving the three of you standing in the street trying to figure out what the fuck. <laughs> okay. Check out a graveyard. Yeah. So we'll head over to the graveyard. See what's what. You move on to the graveyard. You'll take the kind of cobbled, rough cobbled path. It's basically a dirt path that has like stepping stones kind of thrown down to uh, get into the graveyard. Yes, and the graveyard's probably back here, or is that? Oh, like that's the graveyard over the there. Graveyard. Yep. It is kind of encircled by trees to kind of give it a sense of privacy, if you will. You know what type of house of worship that was? That was an all faiths temple. It was an open church or open temple to worship any faith. Uh, and how that'll work essentially is they would have like rotating priests that come in and spend a certain amount of time from each faith. So they might do a six month stint there and then they'll rotate out with another priest or whatever like that. They It's like continually revolving of different priests for different worshipers or faiths. You can see that this is uh, equivalent to like a pioneer's graveyard. Uh, very old stones. Some of them are cracked, broken. Some of them have fresh flowers on the graves where they've been visited. Um, some of them are, you know, still upright and still can be read. In the center or the focal point of the graveyard is a large, very kind of plain mausoleum. It is about 15 to 20 feet square all the way around. 
There's a large kind of stone archway that's seemingly a little gaudy or out of place that kind of marks the front. Okay. Uh, the point of the arch or the keystone of the archway is probably about two, three feet above the roof of the mausoleum. So what was this about um, the tiefling that you guys have seen? <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen him yet. The, the red skin tiefling that keeps showing up, like, everywhere. I haven't noticed him. Remember how I told you a long time ago not to worry about it? <laughs> we probably should have worried about it. Now it's time to worry about it. <laughs> it's this guy. It's now time to worry about up. it. Are you, are you referring to uh, after we first met with Sendra? Yes. Uh, he kind of gave me a weird vibe back then, and I didn't think anything too badly of it. But now this is the and third of four. Then the lock and key. And there's other places you've seen him too. It's like I think one other place you guys have seen him way, way back in the, the beginning. Very first episode. Oh, in yeah. The... yeah. The very first Green tavern. Coast Landing Tavern. Coast yeah. Taylor's Delight. Yeah. Yep. That's when you first spotted him in, in the crowded Sailor's Delight. And he's been popping up randomly. Did we know he was haunted? Nope. Okay. Nope. I can well, remember if they had heard him, heard uh, the Baron yelling for him. Nope. Okay. Well. That's fun. Um, okay. We need to keep an eye out. Definitely. How are they getting around so quickly? He was here the day after we were attacked, along with the door, and then was already in the lock and key end. They've got something very powerful that they use. That could yeah. be... A... I didn't hear them leave the lock and key. What do you mean? They were in the room next to us. I never heard them leave. Correct. But then, when I was getting ready to leave, neither of us heard them moving around on the roof. So oh, that's that's who you were trying to listen for. Yeah. Oh. Well. It's all coming together. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, let's. Okay, let's let's take a look through some of these graves. Um, see if there's any graves that have been dug up. <clears throat> yeah, sure. You and guys can and then perception we'll checks if you'd like. Take yourself a good 15, 20 minute walk around to examine the graves. 15, 9, and 6. That's good. Uh, 13, 7, and 6. Yeah, 5. Four one. <laughs> you are it's a lot probably of scratching your head at the redskin tiefling. There's a lot of dead people here. I would say Kelbricks are your numbers 13, 15 are definitely good enough to realize these graves have been undisturbed. Nothing has been dug up. The only thing Ari you begin to pick up on is that the mausoleum has signs of trying to be forced open. There is a singular slab of granite that has, it's just smooth, that would be the doorway at the top of the steps, the stone steps that go up there. Goras, I need your strength. <laughs> what am I doing? He's praying to this mausoleum. 
<laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna look at Kelvin. <laughs> Wait, is what? What? That's not wise. It looks like it's been tampered with. And when she points out, you can see that there appear to be some sort of scoring or uh, marks that are on the door, as if someone tried to cut, carve, or break into. But the granite stands pretty strong. We need Just to know why he was, he was looking around, right? Uh, we do. Is there anything written on the door? No, it's smooth. Is there okay. any, like, There's no identifying of... markers anywhere okay. on the stonework? It's just, like, blank. No name, no nothing. I mean, is there any, like, seam or anything that looks like I can, like, move it? Or, like, I mean, or is it just a... Go, you know what? Go ahead and give me an investigation. All right. So Gorath walks up. Now, you're going to walk about five feet up some stone kind of steps till you get to the door. So you go under the arch a couple feet. And Bro, I rolled a six. Well, the only thing that really stands out that's fairly obvious is there are two small holes, probably about half inch to maybe three inch, three eighths of an inch apart from each other, and they're stacked on top of each other. It's roughly about the spot where you would have a door handle. That is it. They're holes, they go back in there. You can't see anything past that point. Can I try and see if it looks like a locking mechanism? You can do an investigation for that if you'd like to see if it's some sort of locking mechanism. 15, 11.4. It literally looks like two holes. There's no like, you know, it, you know where you might see some way to like turn or un unlock or pick it. It's very strange. The holes are dark. Don't appear to be anything inside the holes. They're very smooth. About how far apart? Half inch to three eighths of an inch ish somewhere around from there. each other yep and they're stacked directly on top of each other like perfectly okay yeah. what I, I had a thought of using the, the horns oh no not that but... what about the tanning fork <laughs> do, you, do you have an inspiration point um i don't think i do if you don't you earn one you pull the tuning fork out nice. and adjust it you take a look at it, and it's roughly half inch to three eighths of an inch spacing with two round holes. What do you want to do with it? I'm sitting here, and I'm just gonna stretching and get ready to cracking his knuckles, zimmer up the worn hammer. I'm ready. I'm going to shove the tuning fork in the holes. Okay, you will do so. They fit perfectly, and they stop just to what would, you know, just the appropriate depth. Does anything happen? Nothing. Can I ding it? Would you like to? Yes. Yes. So what are you going to use to ding the tuning fork with? I'll pull the dagger out. Yep. And go ding. Okay. And as you do insert it, um, where is everybody positioned at? I know Gorath and Ari are right at the uh, door, uh, maybe. <laughs> Gorath's probably right. Yeah, I'm like right behind it, getting ready, like, I'm not straight up. Probably there. Okay, so Kelbricks, you notice as the sound of the tuning fork triggers, you're going to notice a glowing symbol at the keystone. The symbol looks like this. That is the symbol of the Arcanist. That is glowing. As you insert it, being the tuning fork that is still vibrating, you will see a gentle green glow emanating from the holes. You will feel as if the tuning fork can now turn like a door handle. 
And you will do what? I'll turn it. And you turn it. It will twist, unlocking the door, and you will now be able to open said door, revealing that. But for a better look, I will move you over to the the mausoleum <laughs> map, as soon as I get your tokens kind of positioned. So many map changes. I'm, I'm sorry, but not. <laughs> um, uh, because it was afraid. Hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> Centered up there. You see one singular kind of raised sarcophagus that is in the center of this 15 foot by 15 foot mausoleum. On the back or northern wall of the mausoleum, you see this kind of two-tiered or step-up exotic stone kind of mural that's been carved. And there are two large stone pillars that kind of are on either side of this mural. That is it. There is a little dust that disturbs, but this has not been opened since it was closed based off the way it all the signs that are showing. Uh, I'm gonna keep an eye out and look around. Sure, we're gonna make a perception check. I'm also going to look around. Uh -huh. Go ahead. And I'm, I'm focusing not inside the mosque. It's 15 total, nine plus six. The only people you see are the people that are currently there. You can see off in the distance, the tent town and stuff like that, but there's no one in within Two, three hundred feet or more of where you are. Easy. I was looking around the mausoleum, but I got a nine for answers. Uh, that's not terrible. Go ahead and put yourself wherever you would like to be in the mausoleum. I'm just in the doorway. Okay. The only thing you definitely notice will be a symbol carved into or worked into the motif of the sarcophagus of the archivist. Right here. The mural depicts some sort of epic battle. It's been carved and chiseled in through this marble or granite. You're not exactly sure. It shows dragons and a creature that you've never seen and is much larger and devastating looking than a dragon. You see a mixture of elves and dwarves and tieflings and uh, humans along with other races that you're not exactly familiar with as of yet or have not seen they all seem to be working together battling this horrific collection of mo monsters or, or, or whatever it is and it seems to be taking place over this beautifully designed city hmm. now the two pillars with the nine are floor to ceiling, so they go about eight and a half, nine feet from the floor to ceiling. They have little, um, I don't know how to describe them in my brain. I came up, they're like a little um, carved uh, trays, if you will, that kind of protrude out, and they look like you can either put plants inside of them or other things, but they're currently empty. I'm gonna walk up to the sarcophagus. Okay. So the two of you will see Ari kind of take a pause, look around, and now she enters into the mausoleum. I want to see if 
there's any names or anything on it. It is unmarked. The only thing you see is a symbol of an arcanist. And it doesn't look like anything. No, this has been undisturbed. The door has not been opened, obviously, from the markings you saw. They tried, whomever it may be, and unsuccessful. So am I opening this? Is what echoes out to you. <laughs> Indiana Jones wants to rob the drive. <laughs> I'm just looking at Kelbert's like, what is she up to now? <laughs> I think she wants to open the sarcophagus. I... I say no. But... Choice is yours. Uh, and I'm just gonna... I'm gonna stay out here. I'm gonna keep an eye... How did you open this door? With the tuning fork? Maybe you should give it to me just in case the door shuts on you when you're sealed in there. It's probably still in the door. It is still in the door. Okay. Yeah. Is there another place for the tuning board on the sarcophagus? You can make an investigation and attempt to see. 14. 10-4. Nope. Sarcophagus does not demonstrate any signs of tuning fork insertion. Mm. It's pretty smooth. Some gold inlay, a few jewels. I would like to go over to the pillars yep. and see if the trays have, like, I don't know, a weight mechanism type thing. Okay, make an investigation. <laughs> uh, ten. Six. You test all the little trays. You do not sense or find any kind of, like, uh, pressure mechanisms or anything like that that would do anything tricky trap-wise. The only thing that tin will also get you is you smell oil from the trays. Is it just like coating or like is it not? Uh, it's dry. There's a residue and you, okay. you stick your fingers in you can feel the oily kind of viscous feel um, in all the trays. And it, sm- and it smells like lantern oil or, or burning oil. Digging through those useless items to see if you have something useful. I yeah. do have a lantern. There you go. And it should come with oil. It does. Uh-huh. Good thing I spent that. Yeah. <laughs> for that pouch. <laughs> that backpack of yours. Good job, Gilbert. Yeah, thanks. I guess I'll pull the lantern out, place it on one of the tracks, light it up, see if anything happens. Okay, so you pour the the oil in and light it, and nothing happens. It ignites and burns like a little bit of flame. And then you stand there for a few more moments, and then the oil kind of works its way to another one. Like, let's say, on the same level, and then the other one will... As the oil slowly kind of travels in a circle, four of them will ignite on, let's say, like the top level. And there's like a, a, a top, medium, and low level to be lit on each pillar. I'm going to light them all up. So you will have enough oil to do so. You pour just pour just enough in, 
and begin igniting them. This takes about 15 minutes because of the way the oil kind of will slowly move around in there. And what do the other two of you wish to do? I'm I'm keeping an eye out. Um, I have a very good feeling that we are being observed. Okay, so you're continuing to stay. Do I give me another perception check, man? Gorath, what do you want to do? Thirteen for that one. Okay. Still, you don't notice anything strange or different at all. Just sit there, like taking my head in, sitting in the doorway. You watch her as she slowly will fill up these trays, and you watch as they kind of ignite very slowly. She'll have one pillar completely lit and illuminated by the time you enter into there, Gorath. And she's starting to work on the second one. So if you want to move over to the next one, just for visual for those of watching. Okay. You can make a perception check as she's doing this graph since you were checking on things. What are you doing? I don't know. Trying to figure something out. That's a 17, 16. That's, that's good. You begin to notice that on the mural on the back of the wall, that the flame or the oil begins to kind of spread, illuminating the mural more. And it seems to start heading towards this one particularly large creature that you've never seen before. You're more than welcome to make a nature check to try to identify it. Uh, 18, 15, and 3. Okay, this is something you probably would have been told or shown like a a carving or a a, a drawn photo of a, a mythological creature that's only been seen one time. And it would have been maybe during something like the Surge from like your grandfather, your great-grandfather. This is known as a Tarrasque. And the dragons you see that are also carved in there are full adult, but they look a little bit smaller than that. The Tarrasque seems to be very overwhelming compared to their size. Now, as she finishes up the second pillar, you will then begin to notice as she kind of backs away, dusting off her hands, the same kind of small glowing oil light from flame working its way on the left side as they're starting to kind of maneuver and they will convalesce and meet right at the Tarrasque. And you notice something clutched in the, the taloned hand of the Tarrasque that looks out of place with your previous perception. Here. It's this right here. Right? Yes, correct. All right. Well, I can't plant my stuff. You, you, can, get you, myself can, you, can, you can go up there. Just put okay. it right on there. There you go. All right. I'm going to like just start looking at it like real close. Like yep. It's got my curiosity. Yep. So what you see is this unique looking... It's three-dimensionally carved. This hand of this terrasque or creature has clutched in its grip something that looks out of place. It looks as if it's been placed. It looks like a stone, almost square. It has some sort of unique carving into the stone, like a symbol of some sort. It looks slightly familiar, but you've seen a ton of carvings and, and rock things in your life coming from the mountains. Mm-hmm. Can I something? Look at this. <laughs> I'll, I'll start pointing it out to you on the, the terrace. Okay. Your passive perception is quickly 21. drawn with a 21. You see that this creature 
that you're not sure what it is. It's holding something that looks like it's been put into place or kind of blended or hidden amongst the mural. You can walk up to it. It looks about like this, clutched in its hand. Can you take it out? <laughs> I'm contemplating grabbing it too. <laughs> we should probably show Kelbrix, but I don't think he's going to come in here. You can hear this, Kelbrix. It's all like echoey from behind you as you're looking around. Uh, all right, I will walk in. Okay. We'll see them examining this as Korath is on the verge of doing. About ready to grab it. Yeah. See my hands beginning to twitch. Go for it. Oh, all right, I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> all right, so you take nice. it. It comes freely. There's no resistance. It's easy enough. No roll. So you will have in possession this right here. It is made of a unique kind of stone that you've never seen before. It's inlaid with platinum. I hold it out in front of everybody. Okay. So you begin to look at it. When you remove it, the oil and the fire will snuff out within a moment or two afterwards. And you'll smell just the remnants of smoke and oil kind of in the air. Does Ari recognize something? You can certainly attempt to make an investigation or a history, actually, not an investigation. And I'll give you advantage. And that's going to pick up great. Yeah, it looks familiar. It looks like one of the symbols on the map. As a matter of fact, the 11's pretty good. You you literally tried to duplicate the map. You think it's the symbol that was located on the first village you would have encountered on the map that the dwarf had taken from you. Okay, Kelbrix. Your uh, holy symbol had stuff on it, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah. So, flip over the holy symbol. And you will look. easily be able to match um, them. It's the first one. Yeah. Huh. That's, uh... See, we up. were supposed to come in here. Grath, <laughs> <laughs> your ears will twitch like a dog. Come out, come out, wherever you are. That's what you hear echo in as you hear me. about to say. Yeah. The, the dwarven <laughs> fighter you encountered and nearly decimated in TPK or total party killed you guys echoing into the mausoleum. Kill this fucking dwarf. You will move towards the door, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Ah, you will see him as he's right in the center of the path. I'm going to reposition a few tokens. Thank you very much. I am handing this off before I go out. Just putting it out. I'm going to secret it away on my person, not in my bag. Okay. <laughs> Give me a... So let's make this a sleight of hand for hiding it. Yeah, 
the gloves of thievery don't forget should be all counted for uh 14 and 11 for 25. that's good remember that number that's the number <laughs> one needs to do to find it on your persons okay Skorath, when you get to the door you notice that there are three other individuals there is two of them off to what would be your right if you were facing the right direction and one off to your left Two of these individuals look to be like raven folk you've encountered before. You believe them to probably be feathers of the raven or the lower tier of the raven. And one of them looks like this, which is pretty interesting. The mask has a purplish glowing eye. There's tufts of white hair falling out. Beautifully designed raven mask as they are standing there. And I think this is an excellent time to stop this chapter of our tale. Thank you for listening to Creating Grin. Follow us on your favorite podcast format every Friday as we see what happens in the next chapter in our adventurer's tale. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, and comment. Help us grow. Let us know how we can improve. You can find all things Creating Grin on most platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as check us out at our website at creatinggrin.com where you can find links along with pictures, player and character descriptions, as well as campaign setting info. The music, Living Voyage, Sky Kulin, Plans in Motion, Echoes of Time, are from Kevin McLeod at Incomtech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution License 3.0, creativecommons.org, backslash license, backslash by, backslash 3.0, backslash.